Uh, what's up, guys, and welcome to our second episode of Shy Teen Talk Hour, where we discuss all things storytelling. And we got a pretty interesting topic today, uh, murder mystery. Now, you've been introduced to us all, but let's do it again. I'm Adoremi, and with me is... Summer. And Leah. Okay, so since we're on this topic um, around murder, I, I thought instead of wacky news, we could do a nice, like, would you rather question. So my question is... Would you rather know the date or the cause of your death? Um, and I'm going to go first uh, just to give everybody time to think about it. But I would definitely want to know the date because um, somebody previously when I was talking about this, they made a good point that just because you know the cause, that doesn't mean the date isn't inevitable. So, like, you will still get hit with every date. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would rather know the date so I can live it up. I can live it up. Yeah, um, personally, I would choose the date, too, because when you know the situation that you're dying from, it's still inevitable that you're dying from that specific, you know, thing, and that it's still inevitable that you're dying from that specific time, but like Adorami says, you can live it up until then, and also when you know the specific way that you're dying, you're going to try to avoid it at all costs, which is going to make life pretty miserable, because what if, like, your 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 death is like choking and then you're gonna like not want to eat certain foods or something. you know like exactly. yeah so that's my take um i definitely say uh i'd like to know the time of my death because then i could just live it up before i die you know what i'm saying um the cause of my death would probably make me paranoid and i wouldn't be able to live my life like <laughs> um the way i want to but if i knew the if i knew the the date and the time um i'd probably just like drop out of school and (laughs) move to hawaii or something you know i don't know um but yeah so i'd say i'd say date for sure uh leah how about you uh take a second to tell us more about um your podcast and murder mystery in general the case we'll be covering all right So. so today we'll be covering an unfortunate case on John Benet Ramsey. Um, she died on De- in December on 1996, and she was six years old when she died. She was a six-year-old pageant girl, and it's been 21 years um, that the case has still been unsolved. So um, let's start with the names of the, the main people so that we know what we're talking about later on. The mother's name was Patsy Ramsey. The brother's name was Burke Ramsey, and the father's name was John Bennett Ramsey. So that's where um, John Benet got her name from. But um, like I said, she was a six-year-old pageant girl. Uh, They arrived home at 10 p.m. from a party at a friend's house. They put um, John Benet to bed, and there was a huge gap of unknown information um, from that time until 5.52 a.m. when Patsy Ramsey called the police. Um, she, she was frantic about the call saying that John Benet had been kidnapped and that there was a ransom note, but at the end of the call, um, people presume that Ram, when Ramsey, uh, thought that she hung up the phone, she had a complete drop and change in her demeanor. Um, some people, although the, it was pretty inaudible, uh, later on in the years, they, um, uh, listened to the call again, the recording, and although it was muffled, they heard three different voices, which was strange because 
the parents, um, John and Betsy, Patty, Patsy, I'm sorry, Patsy said that um, Burke was sleeping at the time. So there would be no need for him to be, you know, there would be no need for there to be three voices. So that's a weird thing to lie about. Um, okay. And who is Burke? Is that the, is the that brother? The son? The, yes. The brother? The brother. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So friends and family came over to help look for John Bonet, and that completely contaminated the crime scene. Um, it messed up any footprints that could have been found outside when multiple people were searching there. Police definitely messed up in this case, and that was probably what hindered and why it's taking so long for them to even solve the case. The uh, f- the police had the father and one of his friends have one last search around the house where John finds jo- John Bonet's body in the basement. She had a, a makeshift garret tied around her neck duct tape on her mouth and her hands were tied around the back of her head um and it was portly tied at that so if she were alive at the time that she was being tied up she would have been able to escape which makes it look even more like a cover-up um the father picks her up and lays her on the living room floor contaminating the scene even more because there were so many people rushing in and out of the living room um and it was handled extremely bad from the start now let's talk about a little bit about the um um it was the ransom note was two, over two pages long and there were drafts like of the note like um found in the bin next to the father's desk and people think that betsy wrote it uh, mainly because um when they were doing an analysis on the ran- the the ransom note it was pretty clear that it was a woman who wrote it uh when they took down Patsy and John's handwriting it matched Betsy's more than John's and there um, they had people write the note to see how long it would have taken and it took over 20 minutes to write that over two page uh, ransom note during the examination of the body they found a ton of DNA evidence they found traces of two males and one female under her fingernails but it was too small and too badly degraded to determine whether it was blood, skin, or tissue. They also found DNA traces on her uh, leggings and the inside of her underwear, which gives speculation that she was sexually assaulted during this. And there, were, on the duct tape, they found fibers from Patsy's jumper. After the body was found, the entire family quickly stopped cooperating with the police, but they made a TV appearance. Um, they didn't tell anyone about this appearance and they hired a lawyer two hours after the body was discovered. So that doesn't really look too good. Um, they didn't go to any police interviews until about three weeks after the body was found. And it was believed that John Bonet was sexually assaulted her entire life. Also, there was over 162 possible suspects and none of the samples that were found matched with any of, of the suspects. So that's a bulk of the information <laughs> for this case. Now let's discuss. <laughs> let me let me ask this question. Like, who do you think did it and why? Because I think that's kind of like where you're going. So who do you think did it and why? You know, I don't really know who did it. Like, this is such a complex <laughs> case when you look at all of the details. Um and it's really just confusing. Like Leah mentioned, um, there was a lot 
a lot of friends and family that came in to console the parents um, and kind of just messed up, I guess, a lot of the evidence that could have been there at the police disposal. Um, and there's a lot of things that just don't match up with the parents' behavior and actions um, during the time and after and after her death and disappearance. Um, what I'm thinking is, in the ransom note, there's only a very few people who could have possibly known the amount of money that her father had just gotten mm-hmm. um, as a bonus. And that would probably be him or his wife and his boss, maybe one other, two other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, in his work community. So those are my main main suspects. You know what I'm saying? The parents and the boss. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's why this 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 case is like crazy confusing because like I don't know if Leah mentioned it, but they at first the daughter it was believed that she was kidnapped, and while they were waiting for a, supposedly a call from the rans from the person who kidnapped her, um, to, ready to collect the ransom, the father he went to check around the house or something something like that, and he found her in the basement. That's really confusing. That's really confusing because if you, I know, like I live in a house and if, if one of us goes missing, you check everywhere. You don't leave a basement area not open. So like, it's like, that's when I, when I heard that, I was like, it's for sure the parents, like, how how can you, how can that happen? So like that, that makes no sense to me. I definitely um, forgot uh, some information. Um, She was found dead from um, asphyxiation, uh, strangulation, and some sort of blunt force trauma. And honestly, with the whole, the whole thing that Adorimi was discussing, it does, it really does look fishy for the parents, especially since like, also for someone that wrote the ransom note, why would they just leave the body in the basement? Like a lot of people that would have kidnapped or even killed the girl and would have taken her for the amount of money that they asked for. One would assume that the family would be looking all over the house and that there would be police looking for any trace of DNA and everything. And so um, I would have taken the body, you know, so that also doesn't really add up. Um, another thing is they didn't even listen to the ransom note <laughs> uh, at all. But personally, I think it was the it had something to do with the brother. Since it says that there's like speculation that Benet Ramsey was uh, sexually assaulted her entire life, I think maybe the brother had some ulterior motives with the sister, and um, something happened to where she died. Maybe the brother accidentally killed her because she was fighting back too much, uh, seeing as there the, there was DNA didn't DNA under her skin. I mean her nails and everything. So she must have been fighting back or have some resistance towards it. And um, then the parents had to cover it up for him. And so they were writing like ransom notes and it was pretty harshly and quickly done, which is why there was like makeshifts, makeshift um, tyings around her and everything and why there was like drafts and everything. So I don't really think it was premeditated, but that's just my personal opinion. I want to look at this from a lens really quickly. That's like, okay, first I want to, I want to look at this from a lens that, okay, someone outside of the family was one of the individuals. And I just want to like take, I I guess I just want to gather what I think could be information of that. So for one that like you've already touched on before, like how would, who are the possible people who could know 
how much the father the father makes because that's not just I feel like that's not something you can realistically guess unless you know either there see as you said I feel like the the individuals who'd had access to that information is of course anyone to the family like anyone in the family of course that is of of um mature age um boss possibly potential co-workers and other employees because if you're making around the same sum per month then I feel like you know that or unless you have so I feel like the possible groups of people who know information like that is like the family upper age, either coworkers or employees, or if he was like um, talking and telling this to other friends, I feel like those are the only possible individuals who like have information like this. Second is like, I guess, how, to act, how would they access the basement area? Because what was said in the case is um, either they'd gone like through the house to the basement or it was potentially came through the window. But that was, I guess they didn't initially rule that out because the disturbance of the cobwebs. Would you like to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, Another thing that I forgot to mention that really makes me think it was like the family or the parents covering up for the son is that. And what makes it just weird in general and shows how bad the police did on their job was that. There were so many family and friends, so many people going through this house, and no one thought to check the basement until the father and the, the, the like the police had to tell the father to do one more search. So I think that's extremely but, weird. And I, my thought is that um, in the, the case, one of the investigators working on the case was really, um, was really adamant about how the fact that there was an intruder is an impossible idea. Um, it doesn't take long for spiders to um, remake mm-hmm. a web. So somebody could have easily come through, knocked down the web that was over that window. Um, and again, there were, I mean, you cannot, you absolutely cannot forget about the fact that there are literally, you know, shoe prints of, of a shoe that doesn't belong to anybody in that house. There was obviously an intruder. However, before I pass over to Adorami quickly, um, it's a little bit fishy with the parents. I have a few questions. The um, So whatever was, I guess, tied around, there was, uh, it sounded like a tower rope. I can't remember exactly what it was that was tied around her. Um, and it was from the father's paintbrushes. So my first, my first um, question is, well, where does he paint? Does he paint in the basement? Is it upstairs? Because apparently the parents were awake after they put down, after they um, put their children to sleep. So did somebody come through the basement where the painting was, um, or was the painting upstairs? You know, where would they get this from if it's tied around his uh, around his paintbrushes? That's so really good I point. just have a few questions yeah, about the that's parents. Really good like, point. It doesn't it doesn't add up. Yeah, I um, I think kind of adding all of you guys' things together, and TJ, you, you brought up something really interesting. You said maybe employees or something. Now, when I was reading the, when I was reading uh, the article, it looked like, when I was reading the article, it looked like the, the DNA that was under her nails, the only reason, like, they thought that that would have been one of the family members, but it wasn't. It wasn't the brother's DNA. It was foreign DNA that they couldn't match with anybody. And that's why that's why like many suspects have been ruled out because the home the homeless man who said he killed somebody on the phone who said he killed a little girl on the phone that wasn't his DNA the man who had the stun gun and was kind of related to the family 
uh, it was and who committed suicide shortly after the little girl was killed. It wasn't his. It wasn't his DNA. So that was part of the reason. And so now, TJ, I'm kind of like, kind of like leaning towards you, like maybe because it has to be somebody related to the family because they knew just how much money he got that one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. So if they knew that, then they were most likely an employee, coworker, something like that. So that's what I'm. That's that's kind of what I'm kind of geared. That's what I'm kind of gearing towards. Like I feel like it was it was something like that. What about you, Leah? Um, honestly, I can't even be certain about my previous statement because um, it definitely there was definitely something with the entire family being in it. Um, the brother was definitely involved because they would need to lie about him being asleep at that time. And Summer made a really good point about the paintbrushes and everything. Um, and like, if it was, if he painted upstairs, they would have heard that. So and they would have heard the person upstairs and everything. And how would they have gotten to John Bonet's room? Like, it's just, it's just a lot of stuff. But with the ransom note, it was they you the supposed intruders used. Um, um, Betsy's pen and her notepad and they put it back where they found it that's that's extremely strange and another thing about what Summer was saying about like there was definitely an intruder I don't know too much about that because there were so many people coming in and out of the house and also it could have been one of the father's uh, shoes and then he just disposed of it afterwards like it could have been like a cover up type of thing to make it even like look more like a an intruder um, but since you guys are saying that it could be like a close family friend or a coworker or something, since John Benet was a, um, six-year-old pageant girl and she was very beautiful, um, she, someone could have came by to, you know, give them some money in exchange for something, you know, something for that, something to do with that girl. Not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like selling her or anything. But just like something dealing with it, you know, yeah. and then it's a bit far stretched. Yeah, a bit, a bit okay. I don't think it's that far stretched, uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, because it's it's believed that she was sexually assaulted like during the duration of her life, and since she was so pretty, there was obviously some child predators and everything, and they would pay a lot of money yeah. to be able to, I don't know. And so then the family covered it up. Another thing that um I missed out uh, on saying was. During the phone call, when the operator heard three voices, it was heard um, that the little brother said, what did you find? Or something like something weird that would be weird for if he just woke up or if he wasn't there, you know. But what um, are you saying? TJ? No, go ahead, Summer, and I'll uh, say what I have to uh, afterwards. No, she's been waiting to speak. Oh. OK, thank you. Um, so I know we're all over the place with different facts and you know ideas theories here but I just wanted to also throw something else out it was said that in the um ransom note there were um allusions or references to a movie that had just came out Mm -hmm. and was playing in theaters in their town during um the I guess during the supposed time of the crime Right. So my my thought is if this is potentially one of the family members, you know, in in immediate family in that household. I unless they I mean, I'm 
unless they paid, you know, with cash or something. I'm just I'm just trying to think because now with the technology we had, we have, it'd be really easy to see, okay, who saw this movie at this movie theater? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You live in a small town. There's only one, maybe two movie theaters. Um, could you track down all the people who have seen that movie? You know, it's not released for DVD yet. It's still playing in theaters. Who could have possibly, you know, and you can narrow down your search. Well, any any couples that went to see this specific movie or any grown men specifically, since, you know, that's a uh, grown men is the leading for for um, the suspects. So I don't know. I know this kind of far fetched, you know, a little bit all over the place, but I feel like you could probably also narrow that down. Who are the grown men that have seen this movie within the last blank um, period? You know what I'm saying? I just believe. Well, that's like, I feel like the, it could go either way, like suspect wise, but I believe the suspect, I don't like, I, I feel like it might just be me, but I want to believe it wasn't necessarily the family just because how at least the interviews made it seem like what um the key investigator said, I'm blanking on his name right now. If one of you could remind me that. I'm um, sorry, say that one more time. Smith? Lou Smith. He said that he analyzed from when speaking with them or when they were speaking with other, like the actual, like, interviews that they speak with or the officers that I speak with, like, the way that they spoke, the way that they like brought it up, they seem kind of distraught. And I guess that might just be part of the part of the part of me that wants to be like, okay, they're innocent. But I definitely believe like uh, the, the main, the person who had committed it was in their inner circle. And I, I think like most likely friends, for sure, coworkers, or like anybody in general. So I feel like they should have checked if they had the, if they had the ability, the tech, the technology, what they should have checked is like, references to the movie as you said as well as the people who had actually came to that area because i feel like anyone who was invited there to quote-unquote consult appearances could have also either sabotaged certain things purposefully or like been the one to do things of that nature uh leah do you have anything to say yeah um honestly i feel like a lot of people can be a really good actor they can have a lot of like a really good facade honestly um seeing as the parents didn't want to do any interviews with the police until much later, but they went on TV to do an interview is really weird. Um, I feel like another thing is that even if it was a part of the close circle, it was definitely, the family definitely had something to do with it. Like there's too much evidence against them to, for it not to be. And also with the letter, um, it was said that there was, it was definitely a woman who did it so like it was definitely a woman who wrote the letter and like they said like a maternal touch to it or something so I feel like definitely it it had something to do with the family and I kind of stick behind my um my thought of it being the brother and then the parents having to cover it up for him honestly um I had something else to say but I totally blanked and forgot but <laughs> Adorami like no, TJ said he wanted like, to say something. You're saying that a lot of people can be good actors slash actresses, and you said that they didn't want to speak to the police. Well, yeah. I feel like, wait, really? Oh, 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 I have one more thing. To I know you're excited. Just, just let me get this out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Like, I, underst- I understand your statement <laughs> that a lot of people can go- be good actresses. They could be, like, really talented in the art of lying. But um, I feel like the one thing, I feel like one thing you're forgetting is that, like, these police had just came up to them and accused them of, like, murdering their daughter like even if even if they were like i feel like okay if you were you wouldn't want to speak to them but if you weren't the one who's like guilty of it you wouldn't want to speak to them either way and also you're forgetting the fact that they later on 
it was just that specific specific uh, police force. Later on, they went to a different set of police and officers after they refused to speak to them, and they told them that, and then they went on with the interview. So I feel like it's just the people who had us. Because well, if you're unjustly accused, you're going to automatically either get defensive or like break down even more. Like I feel like yeah. I, either way, you wouldn't want to, even if you are guilty, even if you are innocent, either way, you wouldn't technically want to speak. Like you still want to know what happened to your daughter's death, but you want to speak to someone that be on your side in your corner. You wouldn't want to go with someone who like who already thinks outright that you done did it. Okay, my mm-hmm. whole my whole point isn't. I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm not saying that. Um, they became. I'm not saying. Okay, what am I trying to say? I'm not saying that. Like I expected them to just automatically go and just you know just part like gladly go and just cooperate with the police and everything i'm saying of how long it took them to do that and how they did during that duration that they were avoiding the police officers that they were um going on interviews with um on tv interviews and didn't tell anyone about it um another thing is that um when they inv- they they personally invited their friends and families to help them search and personally i feel like if you called the police to help you find your child and everything, you wouldn't go and invite all your friends and family to help Did you they? in that very moment. Like, okay, if your if your child went missing and um, the police weren't doing anything about it, I definitely have friends and family, um, you know, to help me search for it and everything. But I think it was really weird for them to have all their friends and families come. Well, I, I, maybe I hadn't done enough research. Maybe I hadn't re- read that, but I don't remember them like specifically saying that they went and invited those individuals. I guess I had heard more so that they had just heard about it and came. Uh, Summer, would you like to add something? I know you haven't uh, spoken in a while. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say, because we're about to close up um, this discussion here in a second, but I just wanted to add, I'm there. there's a reason why this case is still open you know there's definitely a reason there's a lot of fishy stuff um that just does does not add up um and i'm worried about being insensitive to the parents because a lot of stuff points at them but the dna Mm. doesn't like it's really weird It, it doesn't add up at all um first thing we mentioned a number of times is that I'm looking for my missing daughter before I call the police I'm checking everywhere you know like I'm probably even checking down the street before I call the police so my basement is not going to go unchecked Mm -hmm. that's just like that's number one for me that and especially on the police part um they didn't check the basement until you know several hours after um some of the police have left so it that's just it's just a little bit weird for me um uh, and yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't want to be insensitive to the parents. I'm worried about that because that's a huge thing to accuse parents of doing, especially when there's not DNA for it. But it, it, a lot of things just don't. Um, add yeah, up. especially the fact that um, when the mother was in complete hysterics on the phone call and then just when she thought that she hung up, complete change in demeanor, it dropped like it was a whole act and everything and like I said the three voices and everything like and everyone else was so calm until the police got there and then they went back to hysterics and everything so I think that's extremely fishy but uh, let's send it over to Adarumi to wrap it up okay now um to wrap it up I just wanted to like I just wanted to say like we've we've kind of discussed it do you guys I think 
everybody just take a little bit of time and like just give your best guess put the best evidence behind it like not too long give your best guess on who you think did it um and i'm gonna start like everybody just go we'll go leah summer tj and everybody just go give your last thing and who did it and then we'll talk about our murder mystery meetup um so for me i think that I think that it was the parents plus somebody in their inner circle, maybe a boss, maybe a coworker. Um, I think this partly because of what Summer said, there's no way, no way you do not check your basement if your daughter is missing. Not not this isn't just like a car keys. This is your daughter. This is your daughter. You don't you don't not check the basement if your daughter is missing. I think that's no way that happens. But you also can't ignore the fact that there's unknown there's unknown DNA in her nails and um and the and and also like evidence that she might have been sexually assaulted like in the dna from that is not her parents and nobody in their family so that's why i think it's somebody it's the parents kind of in on it plus somebody um else so what do you think leah um i'm standing by my initial point of it being starting off with the brother and then the parents going to cover it up and because it's definitely have something to do with the entire family. Like there will be no reason for them to lie for their son to cover it up. Secondly, like what Summer said, the the father's um strings from his paintbrushes, where was that? Where was it? You know, like Yeah. Yeah. Like they would they and if you knew that you were coming for something, you would have brought your own stuff. You would have brought your own things if you knew you were going to write a ransom note you just don't you don't just think hey well now that we've killed and tied this little girl up with their stuff why don't we go and write a ransom note for about 40 minutes like you don't just do that mm-hmm. um so i definitely think it and it, it everything was just fishy the phone call everything i think it was the parents and the brother um summer um you know there this is really hard i'd have to <laughs> probably agree with Adarami um and say the parents plus somebody else um it does appear that the parents have something to do with it but then again their dna isn't connected to it so it also appears that somebody else was connected to it and i also want to point out very quickly that um i mean we're no smarter than the police are so all, they had hundreds of suspects all of their dna tested um, so any of the people that we pointed out, I'm sure they, they, they probably, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure that they probably tested the boss and the family friends that came over and the son or whatnot. So, uh, I, honestly, I'm just, I, I'm stuck, <laughs> but I, I'd say the parents plus someone. So, yeah. Um, just to quickly interject before we give it to TJ, um, about the whole DNA thing. Uh, I really just feel like, okay, since it was in the early 2000s, they didn't have equipment that would have made it completely, like, you know, just that, like, accurate and everything. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that it was degraded. The The DNA that they found under her nails and everything was too degraded to even confirm that it was one of them. All they could even identify was that it was male and two males and one female so i don't think that's enough evidence to say it wasn't the parents personally but um tj your thoughts i guess if, if i could only say say uh an, oh, one thought it would be hmm but um as, as, yeah yeah it's it's really it's, it's really interesting cruel but at the same time like just confusing with all the 
with all the things I see in the lineup and point in one direction just for like just for like I feel like there's too much that goes in one direction for it to be considered a coincidence. But at the same time, I feel like there's just as much ample information to lead it in the other direction. Like like everyone's been saying, I feel like it could have a connection to the family and it probably does. But at the same time, I feel as if, okay, but there's too many things that either don't line up or like point to it not being one of the family. So I (laughs) call me a coward, but I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the the safe ish answer and just be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I couldn't specifically say like who I think it is. Cause well, personally, I don't like to make, I don't like to really make assumptions and not really like, I, I don't have all the facts on it. I don't know all this. So I don't really like to make assumptions without full like mm-hmm. knowledge of said thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and say just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say just because the lack of evidence and the fact that there's too many contradictions and too many quote unquote, like, um, oh God, what, what are they called? Just quote unquote, um, incidents the things that just, I'm, I'm forgetting what they specifically call it right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ride the border and just say, I don't know. Now, um, that's Why don't you play us out at Remy? Yeah. All right. Um. Now, this is the Shy Team Talk Hour. So, as you guys know, we're affiliated with the Chicago Public Library and the Shy Team Lit Fest. Uh, so, one of the the reason why our topic today was murder mystery is because uh, Leah and I we actually have a fun a uh, little workshop planned. Um, for those of you who like to who would like to get in character as a Sherlock. Uh, we have a workshop planned um, and in this workshop, it's a murder mystery workshop. And so um, basically participants will come in and they will be assigned to teams, teams of two. And these teams, all these teams will receive a case file once they go into their breakout rooms on Zoom. And the, basically, it's just a race as to who can figure out the mur- who can figure out the murder, the motive um, and more the fastest. And whoever finishes the fastest uh, gets a prize. So, um, Leah, do you? Have do you have any more details about our meetup? Um, yeah, so it's completely interactive. We don't want to give like too too much away, but you guys will be nice little detectives. So um, yeah, that's why we have the little play on the the name. The game is afoot. Sherlock detective. Yeah. Um and but yeah. So. I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and I hope you like a lot of you guys want to show up and everything. And when Adarimi said teams of two, he meant there's just two teams, um, not like literally <laughs> two oh, people my in this group. My bad. Yeah, just to clear that up, but um, yeah. Just anything else you want to say, Adarimi? No, that's it. That's it. Um, so this wait, is, this no, is no, 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 no. Uh, we'll Before we wrap up, week, next... we have. We have to promote, oh, and right. we all we hope you guys participate in the Writer of the Week submissions on the Shiteen social media. They were trying to wrap up. No, 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 no. Rewind that back. It's rewind time. Pause on that. Uh, yeah, we'd like to invite you all to participate in Writer of the Week on all of the Shiteen Lit Fest socials. Oil and God, if one of you remember the socials, please say that real quick. At Shiteen Lit Fest on social media. Yes, sir. We'd like you all to come there. Shiteen like, feel free. To submit any like submit any submissions that you have, mostly writing related, but like if you have art, like feel free to post it there. If you want to like just look at things related to Shining Lit Fest, get and get information. Yeah, refer there. So yeah, with that, I think we can conclude today. Have a fantastic, fabulous day. <laughs>